Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Broadcasting live from the Mobile Liquor Barn Studios, it's time for the Diener Show. Presented by OPC Pest Services on ESPN 680, 105.7, and 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Drew Diener and Mark Blankenbaker. Hey, we're back out here at the Buffalo Wild Wings on Westport Road. And yeah, we're the, during the Maven Show, when, the, when they actually open up, they're going to give away 29 $10 gift cards. Uh, how many? 15 during the Probably, Maven yeah, Show? Probably, yeah, half up during Maven Show, half yeah. of them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we can't do exactly half. So 15 yeah. and 14, something like that. Yeah, so you can't split it in half. Can't have a leap gift card. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to leap over yeah. one. Uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, so it's going to be a great day over here at Buffalo Wild Wings. I'll probably get some Asian zing a little bit later on. It's going to be great. Yeah, and uh, I'll do the medium. They've got some new flavors as well, and they got $5 uh, Coors uh, Light anytime you want. Uh, and uh, so that's where we are over here at the remodeled Westport Lo- Road location. It looks fantastic. Uh, and if you want to hop on in, you can do so. 267-9680 is the number to do just that. I am... Um, just back from, um, you know, last night. I got in about uh, 2 in the morning. I got to, I got to the, the house at about 2 in the morning uh, from uh, the trip up to Butler as St. John's pounded them. And it was the Knights of the Round. It was Camelot, Mark. It yeah. was Knights of the Round Table. It was How the was finest, basketball paradise? It was, it, was bas- <laughs> it was the finest meats and cheeses beforehand. It was a well-coached, well-scouted uh, team with, with a game plan that executed it uh, and was a victory. And only one of our traveling crew got kicked out. That's it. <laughs> An unnamed member of our traveling of the crew game. may have been asked to leave by someone associated with Hicklefield House. <laughs> may or may not have happened. But it's so, okay. So most everybody was on their best behavior. Yeah. yeah so what, plus they were up so much. What I, would the removal, uh, why did that occur? I don't know that I know the t- full story because when you only get one side of it, there's probably some items missing. You yeah, know. I would tend to agree. But no, you didn't witness it, though. No, I did not witness. No, okay. no. it was because it was. I mean, look, it was great seeing everybody. I mean, it was just you know those are people we shared spe- in all seriousness special memories with. That run that I got to be behind the ropes with in 2012 led to such a fun four or five year stretch with uh, people that I would not have you know really Met. gotten to know otherwise, and it, that's what. You know, it was just so awesome about it. I mean, to, you know, yeah, cram the van probably doesn't happen without that run. Um, well, it would have. We're well, right. It may not have been extended. You're right. I mean, yeah. Frankly, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people that yeah that we had. It's not a bad point that that it might, that um, 
might not have known some of those people because it was the first year. It was Todd Creek with ICAP Energy that brought us together, but focus at every year since, and Tom O'Grady specifically uh, have made that go. But you're right. I mean, that's yeah. that's a really good point. I hadn't thought about it yeah, that so way. Yeah, so that run, oh. not only did you have a lot of great per- – but it's also done a lot of good in the community and, and different things like that. That so. wasn't my motivation. I was glad to be at a tournament Certainly run not. with a team that was great and a, and a <laughs> co- coach that just – you know, everybody just captivated everybody. Uh, and, um, you know – Basketball it, paradise. Yeah, and you know, it was it never it was it, You'll never be able to replicate that type of run. Now, we might go on runs in the future, and we may have great experiences at the Sugar Bowl in the in future years. But two, those are two it's things. It's different really... in basketball because it's yeah. constant. The pressure to and you want to win a because you want to win, but you want the road trip to continue. That's right. You don't want this to stop. You know, I mean, when they went, it starts the conference tournament. Yeah, yeah, it, exactly. So it started there. I mean, I went in the 2012 from I think I calculated the miles up to New York to Portland, to Phoenix, to then ultimately New Orleans. No, you went. And by the way, the radio station contributed zero dollars to it. I, I wow. funded. I funded the. Well, I shouldn't say that. They did give me the tickets to scalp uh, to the Big East tournament to pay oh, for did. that trip. Okay, I, I never forget. We can say <laughs> it now. Kevin Hughes, I went in there and he's like, "Look, we don't have a budget." He goes, "We do have." Tickets, tickets might be able to sell them, and oh, that was like at the height of UConn, Syracuse, all that. I'm gonna never so forget. Scalper's I sold paradise. them on eBay. I got in the shower when I got to New York. I put them up for two thousand dollars a piece, and they were sold by the time I got out of the shower. Is that so, right? So I underpriced them. Clearly. You probably should have twenty five hundred. But, but either yeah. either way, that paid for the travel, and so I was able to do that, uh, and then go out to, and then I stowed away out to Portland, took the story sure. a million times, and then. You know, the guy, you know, Ron Carmichael was last night, still gave me the greatest advice in line I've ever heard when I was – they said they were going to drop uh, the team off and then they were going to take the plane back with the band and other traveling members. And um, I was like, boy, I really – I want to get off with the team. I don't know. Because there was no, like, procedure in place. That's the first time I've gone with the team. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. And, and Ron Carmichael, the best advice uh, I ever got was, I'm tired of hearing about this. I got a real simple solution. When you want to you want to stay in Phoenix when a plane lands, you get off the bleeping plane. <laughs> you just get off the plane. And I'm like, yeah. At that point, somebody's got to deal with me. Vinny's like, ah, you're you're in room number yada yada. Really? And that led to you know the best, most listened to radio shows I've probably ever had for those three days when I was like the only media out there. Uh, I definitely listened. And the weird guy in the lobby, and then the wolf that came by. I mean, people still talk about that to this day. But that led to just such a fun run, and that's what being good. And I'm sure people have those other experiences with Louisville basketball that, hey, yeah, we all went to the Big East tournament. I mean, yep. people that went to the Big East tournament, that's still you, – you, that was the best – better probably than most – than any of the tournament outside runs. Of the, outside of the, the Atlanta Nat Final mm-hmm. Four, uh, that mm-hmm. probably was the best. But uh, if you could only go for like, yeah, three or four days, those Big East tournaments – we're just so great. And so many people missed out because the first couple of years, they, Pittsburgh knocked them out, right, in the first round. Yeah, I mean, it so was, people was were gun shy. Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, so people were gun-shy about going. And then, um, but those, man, that was just a, it was just a great, great run uh, and fantastic. So. And, uh, yeah, so awesome that you were able to kind of, you know, kind of experience a little taste of that. It's not the same, but it's, it'll yeah. never be the same. You know, no. there's just But you can make new things. memories if you go on other tournament runs, you know. With new people, maybe. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, and, and great new coaches. And there's a lot of them out there, and we've talked about a ton of them. So hopefully we get a good one. You know, I, I just, like, when we're, we're talking about coaching candidates, like, can you get Scott Drew out of Baylor? 21 years there. Yeah. You know, can you get Chris Beard? At Ole Miss, he's only been there for one mm-hmm. year. Can you get Nate Oates? Can you pay a $10 million buyout? Like, there's always, like, a barrier. And when we talk about, like, the importance of our – like, I don't think Louisville can afford to 
kind of you know go cheap or look for like a, a value here. I think they need to. I think they really need to hit a home run. Yeah, I mean, I think if you think you've got two candidates and you think they're equal, and one's going to save you ten million, then okay, maybe. Sure. sure. But but yeah, you're right. You got to get it right for so many reasons. So yeah, many. And, and if you can hire. Uh, you know, Chris Beard's like 51. Mm-hmm. Scott Drew's 53. I don't know how old Nate Oates is. I think he's the youngest one of those. Maybe you have a coach for 15, 20 years. It's probably worth yeah. it if, if, if they are who we think they are. Because yeah. Kenny Payne is who we thought he was at the end of last year. That's Zach, for sure. Zach says, anytime you can have Journey, Toto, and Public Any references, it's a good show. I agree with that. Uh, Texter says, regarding old people going to concerts, I'm going to see Bob Dylan at the Palace in March. He's also opening a bourbon bar art museum in Nulu in April. Bob Dylan? He is. I yeah. didn't know that. It's uh, called Heaven's Door, I think, which is the name of his uh, whiskey. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it, I don't know where it's going to be, but it's going to be there in Nulu. So hopefully we police it by then. Texas says, I'm going to see the Eagles on Monday night. Yeah, I've seen them like so many times, but yeah, John would not like it. Would be, he'd, be, he'd be his personal hell. Um, let's see. Uh, Mark, really go to the Rose Bowl parade than the actual game? No, I want to yeah. do both. If I go, if you go to the Rose Bowl, you got to go to the Rose Bowl parade. Like, yeah. you know, it's kind of like when in Rome. Like you show up, and and I watch it on TV. It's really cool. It's they make parade. floats out of flowers. It's awesome. It's a parade. I, I've always heard it smells amazing. It smells amazing. John Bowles like- actually the one who told me he's like when you when you're at the Rose Bowl, like all you smell is just like flowers. Yeah. So. We'll check that out. Okay. Oh, by the way, I was wrong. Tonight's game is at the Yum Center. I think I've said a couple times around the room, though. They're at the Yum Center tonight. 8 o'clock. Uh, 8 o'clock, Yum Center. 7.30 gets underway here uh, on 93.9 DeVille. So, yeah, I guess that'll be uh, they need to win. senior night. They don't want to lose three in a row <laughs> at home. You know, they don't want to do that. So, is Florida uh, State any good? Do we know anything about this? Uh, yeah, generally, I don't know what they are this year. But Florida State's been a thorn in Louisville's side uh, in women's well, basketball. Let's see. Florida State on the year 20. 20- 20 and 8, 11 and yeah. 5 in the ACC. Okay, yeah, so yeah. a real team. Um, so you've got a trio of uh, graduate students being honored. Yeah, it's funny, the senior nights of people that have been here for a year, but you got to do it, you know. Yeah. Hey. Um, so you got that coming your way. Uh, tonight it'll be on the ACC network for TV as well. So, but, you know, turn the, the sound down, turn the current up on your television. There we go. So, so we'll, we talk about this Rex Chapman. Wow. Thing. This Rex Chapman, you're right. I'm glad you keep me on, on track with this. It, he, he's released a, a book. A book um, that's coming out, yeah. I don't know. Is it out yet? I don't know if it's out yet um, or if it's coming if it's, out. If it's not, um, let's see, released this week. So I guess it is out. Okay. And I wonder if he's got a – I hope he's got an audio book. I always like when people who are writing something about their life are talking about You get the mm-hmm. audio book of it. But um, but just some of the stuff. I mean, the, the lead – Rick Bozich, the lead grabs your attention. You may not agree with his opinions. Duke can write. Rex Chapman says during his two seasons as a University of Kentucky basketball player, Boosters handed him so much cash that he kept it in a shoebox under his bed at Wildcat Lodge. Got my attention there. Uh, he told his roommate Reggie Hansen, a player that the U.K. recruited at Chapman's insistence to take money anytime he needed because Chapman could always get more. How much more? In 1988, when word leaked that Chapman was considering leaving for the NBA after his sophomore season, U.K. coach Eddie Sutton summoned him to the basketball offices after the season ended. People around the program calculated how much money Chapman would make as an NBA rookie, and Sutton told him that he could make certain Chapman would cover the $700,000 pro salary if he played another year with the Wildcats. Yeah. 
Whoa, oh, yeah. whoa, what? Well, that's just the start, but really it's more about his person, personal demons. Right. And he, and he was orally committed to UofL, but balked that, yeah. after, it was, you know, after he was exposed to the full menu of Lexington Temptations. Money, women, horse racing, luxurious accommodation, and fast cars. Well, he's also told the story there was like, there was something weird with his visit here as well. Kenny Payne encouraged him to go to Kentucky. No, but there was something weird with Dave, like Denny and him's communication. Because I've heard. I don't remember that. It I, might be I, in the memoir. I've heard him tell the story. Right. It might yeah. be in the memoir. But I mean, this is um, you know the shoebox things should be familiar because recently Ashton Hagen's had that the the money phone come yeah. out of the shoebox we saw in the video. The, I mean, the, the, the shoebox that's a tradition going back to Kentucky is tale as old as time. Um, but no, I mean that's a lot of money for Eddie Sutton. Yeah, it's more than an Emory envelope. <laughs> <laughs> that popped open, <laughs> but it goes into you know the, uh, the type of anxiety he would have before these yeah. games, and uh, that is, and, was, and the NBA was throwing up before every every game, and obviously we, his very public battle with you know opioids and burned through forty million dollars. That's a, that's amazing. But if you think about it, okay, he's eighteen, nineteen, twenty years old. He's at Kentucky, and he he's like telling Reggie Hansen, "I can get more money whenever I need to." It's amazing. And then he probably got he probably had no understanding of how to manage his money. So when he is actually starting to make his money here and I still tough. don't know how you burn through forty million dollars, twenty after taxes, fine. Twenty million dollars. I mean that's I, I still don't know how you do it. Yeah. Yeah, you have to be pretty generous. Brewster's, don't you? Brewster's millions there, yeah. You have to be kind of generous and then also probably pretty reckless. Yeah. Both things. But but yeah. man, but he's but he's been very public about it. You know, he's you know, he might you know, he's obviously you know, polarize people with his politics as well, but that's you know he's been through enough. He's going to say whatever the hell he wants. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's it's and, and it gets into how much you know how bad it was. You know, I mean, I remember being at the at the dream game in '86 where he lit Louisville up for 26 points, and he he writes in the book that he saw Eddie Sutton that morning basically and he was hammered. Yeah, yeah, no, and he said that he exited the and, and he was there going to play Louisville in '86, yeah. and he exited the elevator with yeah. a bottle of absolute vodka sticking out of his pocket. So he's hammered, Chapman Rice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then and then he the, they destroyed Louisville. Eighty, yeah. I mean, it was he had twenty six. Uh, Derek Miller had twenty six. I mean, I was sitting right there for that game, and it was like, well, the eighty six eighty seven team was a little off for Louisville. Anyway, it was after the chip, but yeah, but they well either way, I mean, they were coming yeah. off. Of, yeah, that that was a screwy season because yeah. they win the championship and they lose three in a row with a Great Alaska Shootout. Yeah, They're like what the hell? They're like number two in the country, cover of Sports Illustrated, and like, why do they suck? Why are they? Why are they so bad? And then they got left out of the tournament because the Metro was so stupid mm-hmm. that they allowed an ineligible team for the NCAA's Memphis to play. They win the league over Louisville. Louisville gets left out, probably to send a message. Would be my guess right. if it was close. So. Yeah, so check that out. And uh, Kentucky bought Rex Chapman, and yeah, yeah. So okay, <laughs> Are you surprised by that? No, I'm certainly not. No, definitely. and then on the other end of the spectrum, you've got Eric Crawford, who writes numbering the days of pain as Louisville season nears a painful end. Wow. So that couldn't be you, more different. And you could predict, yeah, you could, yeah, because one guy's living in reality about this, and the other guy's living in hope for a friend. It's, yeah, it's, you know, I know. I know. You always say that you root for people and not laundry, and I understand that. Yeah, but, but also realistic. What I root for, I wouldn't. You know, if the, the if, if like Richard were the coach or somebody like that, Richard Pitino, I wouldn't be saying, "Well, hey, they're about." And, and they were. And these were the results. I wouldn't be able to say, "Hey, they're about to get two really yeah. good players, and they're going to get some guys in the transfer portal, and they're going to hold on to all their players." And if all that happens, no, it's yeah. like, well, it's kind of like when uh, you know, people close to Rick when when the FD the the FBI scandal happened they're like 
dude, there's you know, it's like the final straw, man. Like they've been through like four or five of these now, and and but now looking back. And he got totally exonerated from that kept one. Him. He, yeah, now, well, that's, you couldn't see that in the moment. I, I will yeah. forever say, looking back, you can say that. Living in the moment when it was like not another one, and then it looked so bad at the start. We've got your playbook. We've got all this. And I, and, I mean, I thought that was going to be one of the biggest stories of my lifetime. Yeah, and it, and it was for a couple of years. But now, looking back, it's like it's a whole bunch of nothing. A whole bunch of nothing. And, you know, Kansas played it the right they way. They almost got some really cool stuff. They, they almost, almost did. Almost got some They didn't really But they didn't it. really have it. And they, they went trapped the some of the ones way. they did. And the officers who were on it, you know, were burning through government money for drinking and gambling. Yeah, meanwhile, Ashton Hagens has a shoebox full of money. Why are we going back to Ashton Hagen? What do you have to do with any of this? Nothing. Because they didn't investigate them. <laughs> they didn't investigate them. They didn't investigate Duke. Uh-huh. Zion Williamson's living in a house, mm-hmm. a you know, multi-million dollar house. It's like, Nothing what? Nothing to see really? here. Nothing yeah. to see here. It's Nothing like, to see. The, 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 I think the places that it was happening the worst didn't get looked into. Yeah. But whatever. Man. Um, all right. Well, let's see. I'll get to the text line here because I'm sure it's full of things. Uh, text says Crawford seems to be the only media member to have a direct tie to Josh Hurd. No, no. he's not even talking about Josh Hurd. This is, he, he writes that clearly in the column. He's like, this is not based on any information. Who Josh Hurd is not some uh, – he's not some guy in a closet somewhere. But the thing is, I could I could call Josh Hurd text of the day. But am I really – hey, when are you going to fire Kenny? Is I going to ask him that? No. No, I'm not going to no, bother him it, that. It's not, it's not like it's some great, you know, vision of, oh, they're yeah. going to fire a coach who's, you know, single-handedly taking the revenue stream, right. you know, to, to rock bottom <laughs> and can't win a game. Yes. No, no, Eric Crawford's the only media member that Josh Hurd will speak to. No, yeah, but he now, in fairness, he did get him. Um, he got he him on the record yeah. and recorded it. Yeah, and that was awesome. You know, it was a, it was very uh, illuminating. Yeah, uh, says, yeah, Antoine Walker burned through eighty million in five years. Oh, Antoine's in the Hall of Fame of that. That was a lot of gambling, yeah. wasn't it? Um, a lot of. Um, uh, Texas says any news on Cronin to Louisville? Heard a lot about him on the postgame show last night. Love to get him. Let me tell you, the crew I was with, that would have been the crew if something were going on that would know something, and it didn't come up. Right. I'm to that circle I was with last night, trust me, if there were, you know, you know was anything actually happening there, I'd have heard at least something. I'm saying it, in, in two hours up, two hours back, a game there, dinner, didn't come up. Yeah. And, you know, like. So that tells me ain't nothing going on I with think, Nick I think well, there's, there's a level of boredom happening. You know, yeah. and like truly Donovan had something about like Louisville and Will Bade have met or talked or something like that. And I'm like, truly, man, like I, mean, I can't take you seriously as a reporter if you don't give me your real name. Yes, you get some stories right, but I'm not going to chase every stick off the porch. Correct. For, and like, really, yeah, I mean, and like Will Wade, number one, has a show calls. Yeah. Number two, we know he was buying players before it was legal and he made a sweet 16. You know, mm-hmm. he he missed. He was in the NIT. You know, it's like, okay, like it was like his results are okay. 21, 10, 19 and 10, 20 and 11. Is that really inspiring anybody? No. You know, so so really I, I, I'm not uh, completely sold on Will Wade. I don't think he's done enough. Look, but I think people are getting bored with the searchers because it's gone so long. So Scott Drew is no longer sexy or Chris Beard is no longer intriguing because you've looked at him for you've so been, long. Right, you've been talking about him so much. You have to talk about someone new because it's already right. been – you know, vetted every every which way. Right. Um, now it's just time to make a decision. Yeah. Well, it's, and it's not even time. We're still in that waiting period. And I, and I hope it's one that, that does inspire. You know, I don't think there's many stars out there, but I hope it does inspire people the way that, you know, 
I don't think you can do this, but the way when CM Newton went and got Rick Pitino, that was kind of out of nowhere for a lot of people, but it brought instant excitement. Yeah. And, I, you know, I sort of wonder, you know, I don't, I don't know that there's the next one, Rick Pitino out there. I, I don't What's know that there is. What's our buyout? Where do you think our buyout pain point is for a star? For like for Kenny like, Payne or what pain point? No, no, no. For, yeah, no. But for Nate Oates, Scott Drew, Bruce Pearl, uh, you know, because Bruce Pearl, somebody people are all of a sudden people. But I think his buyout is massive. We how uh, do we not have all the numbers on this? We need to just Bruce Pearl's contract runs past twenty thirty. It, it, I mean, it's going to be. They just be re, we yeah. upped him what two years ago, right? Yeah, yeah. Like when we when we hired Kenny, you know, and and Louisville and, and Louisville. Basically, got Bruce Pearl that raise, that lifetime contract. Yeah. No, I know he did. Yeah. I know. I mean, they leveraged. It was like in like November, wasn't it? No, it was in school buyout. Here you go. Yeah, it was earlier in the school season. buyout. Um, oh, I guess if they wanted to buy him out, is twenty is seventeen million. So I don't know if that works. But this, 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 work doesn't, both ways. this doesn't have the yeah the, the total pay bonuses paid. School buyout is a four one would be seventeen million. That may not be it may That's not, not work may, may, the, yeah, the may not go each, each direction. Um, yeah. But yeah, and, and Cronin's is sixteen. Do we know that? That's what um, Ethan Moore was talking about last okay. night on the right. post game show, and I I think he had it. I think he cited a meeting. There are sometimes though, like if if you know both sides are kind of like, look, you kind of want to leave. We're we're kind of right. bored right. with you too. You know, what, what if we uh, met in the middle somewhere and said, you know, yeah, you can go there, give us five, and let's call it a day. Yeah, UCLA's sitting on some financial yeah, problems. Yeah, here, here was Bruce Pearl. Hey, tonight's a great night. I got a, I got a big surprise for you. This is when we got him the room. locked yeah. him up. <laughs> hey, War Eagle, everybody. Listen, it, it wasn't that hard. I'm grateful to Alan. I'm grateful to the – Yeah, so that was uh, whenever – whenever was that. in January or early February. I thought it was early on in the season, I thought. It was but. after Mac quit. Um, you know, and, uh, and our okay. job was open. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. So it was it was sometime in January 28th. Yeah. Two thousand late January, early February is what I thought. So late January. Yeah. So we didn't even really get to the end of the season with Pagis and all that, all that other stuff. And yeah. Uh, but yeah, we they, they he leveraged us there. And so I don't want to pay his buyout if he, you know, if, right. if that's what right. we created. The that's buyout, a great point. Yeah. You know, yeah, we'll pay that buyout, but not for you because we got you the raise. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah, we got you that money, yeah. buddy. You know, if you wanted to come here, you should have come here when we were talking and you wow. didn't up the ante at Auburn. All right. We'll continue along here. Two, six, seven, nine, six, eight. We're at the Buffalo Wild Wings on Westport Road. Our guy, Eric Titus, over there holding things down to buy one, get one Thursday. And because it's leap day, we're going to have $29 uh, $10 gift cards for you to buy one uh, and gift one. So that's that's where we are today, uh, hanging out with you. Uh, and we'll be back. Uh, we've got Jimmy Dorneman coming from uh, Ellison Bodenhausen. Uh, so we'll do all that uh, here on the other side. It's Diener Show, Ninth Round the Bill, ESPN 680. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Got the world's 
Live from the Mobile Liquor Barn Studios, you're listening to The Diener Show on ESPN 680, 105.7, and 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Drew Diener and Mark Blankenbaker. Back at it here, 93.9 The Ville, ESPN 680, 105.7. Uh, we are uh, hanging out with you here at Buffalo Wild Wings and Westport Road, newly remodeled. Uh, we're going to have, uh, it's Elite Day, so the 29th day of February, we're going to have 29 $10 gift cards uh, so that you can, um, let's buy one, get one, so we'll buy one for you. Whatever you get with $10, uh, they double it. There we go. Get one free. Yeah, so, that's great. Uh, we, got all, we got all that going on. I just uh, read Eric Crawford's column. Mm-hmm. It's everything you want to read. I mean, it's it says what everybody is, is knows and says that this is over, and that he was given every chance to do this. I mean, he, he said, you know, here are the facts, and this is halfway through the article. It's a long article, uh, and he, you know, obviously mentions there've been prior to Kenny Payne one twenty loss season, and now there've been back to back. Another fact says in Payne's second season, the program failed to meet even scaled-back projections for ticket revenue, finishing $2 million short of those. As I outlined in a previous column, a decision to make a change is driven much by business as basketball. But there are basketball reasons. Payne never voiced a coherent plan for the basketball program, did not outline concrete steps for it to climb out of its malaise, rarely discussed strategy beyond the need for his players to, quote, fight, and in the end was left talking about his players' inability to, quote, will the team to victory. Perhaps they lacked the will because they were not clear on the way or at least, or at the very least, did not embrace it. Their lack of confidence at times belied a deficiency of preparation, and fight should be a given. It's an attitude, not a strategy. The first rule of Fight Club is that you don't talk about Fight Club. That pain repeatedly had to urge his team to fight was a red flag. And that is absolutely as well as you can say what he just said. Mm-hmm. And then uh, what it goes on to say, what cannot be said is that Payne has not been given a chance. He has, he's had ample resources. He had an NIL operation that was among the best in the country. Even after some embarrassing losses and public relations missteps in his second season, he was given the chance to finish out the season, to pull out the pull out of the fall and take advantage of a down year in the ACC with a manageable schedule down the stretch. If there were failures of support, they came in allowing Payne complete freedom to go his own way. Yes, Payne stepped into a mess. That's true. Shouldn't be discounted. He inherited little talent. He walked into a brutal early schedule. The problem is that two years in, the program does not appear to be emerging from the mess. At least not even anything approaching an acceptable rate. Even against a weak opening schedule this season, there were major stumbles. National reaction is range from laughter to pity and it, it is so much longer i mean it is but that's it i mean that's yeah. so well that, that says everything i don't want to hear when, when they fired him they didn't give him a chance not true not true at all he, which is in the end i'm kind of glad that we can at least go th- we went through this i i want i want no one ever well they didn't give him a chance shut up yeah like you don't even live in the real world third best funded program in the country he didn't use an il he changed the message has been a mess but in the end he got his chance and uh it's not even close to good enough. It's not even close enough to have a third year. And Eric drilled it. You know, there's not enough deposits. You know? There's, I mean, this is a long column, and it says everything in a manageable, rational way that you go, yeah, it's not out of spite. It's not out of anger or vitriol. It's about results. Right. Like, do you think even it's Josh even has to say anything to Kenny? Or is just like, all right, man, we gave it a shot. Appreciate everything. Well, I mean, the question's going to be, the, the buyout, yeah. I mean, well, you talk to your agent about your buyout, you know. 
Yeah, well, we'll chat with that, their agent it. about the buyout, and you know, we'll we'll see you down the line. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, and, yeah, and we'll see how they they do that, and if they, I don't want any messes out of this. If it's two million, you know, if you're going to end up suing over, is he is he fired? In reality, I mean, I think if you're his agent, you can make the case you fired him before this date. You owe us this amount of money. Yeah. Yes, you can say you kept him on the payroll. Let's not play that game. They tried that crap with Tom Jurich. Did that go anywhere? No. no, that was no good. He was owed his money. He got his money. Yeah. There was Tom. I don't even know why there was even a like. No, no, no. You you can fire him, Petito but you have fought. to pay him. Petito yeah. had the lawsuit yeah. that people are like, well, I don't know if you're going to win that one. And then he, but it, but Jurich is I never understood fighting. Like, I mean, the reasons they laid out were just absurd. I mean, well, it was the board. Yeah, you know, yeah. but at the same time, you can't say, you know, there was no legal ground to not pay him his money. Right. right. Whereas Rick's, you could go, okay, here's, you know. Sure. Yeah. And so I pulled uh, the worst coaching records by schools with multiple national champions. Mark, why, are you do- why are you doing this to yourself? Why don't you look at the buyouts better? Spend your time. It's They're not all. Matter. I can't find them all. It's depressing. I know we you have know. the foyer. But Kenny is the uh, get Louis on. He's the king of foyer. K- Kenny's the lowest of all time at two hundred. Yes, uh, yeah. of course he is. <laughs> yeah. Ed Visher at Florida was uh, two hundred and fifty twenty five percent, and so was Don Devoe at Florida at twenty five percent. Florida. They had two different twenty five percent win win percentage co- coaches. Two hundred's tough. You schedule yourself. That's like putting your name on the SAT. I know. No, it's bad. How many points you get? There's always a myth about that. How many points do you get for putting your name on the SAT? <laughs> I don't know, but that's like twelve funny. or thirteen, I think. Or that's or that's the ACC. Uh, the ACT, you get four hundred points for oh, putting your right, name on right. the SAT. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, that was always a joke. Yeah, <laughs> you get so that's what they've got. That's one fourth. That's a fourth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but is it twenty percent win percentage? Uh, which means you lose eighty percent of your games. And I can't believe we went that we. Only lose eighty percent of our games. That feels like we lose all of them. And you know, it's just if you go through Kelly Dickey's timeline and you just find record after record after record, it's really depressing. And the texter or caller that we had earlier said, "Yeah, he's resetting the record book." There's not a coach that we're going to hire yeah. that we're ever going to see that's going to touch some of these terrible records that have been set by Kenny Payne. You almost have to just draw a line through these. You don't want to talk about redacted records. We need to redact these. Because, but they count, just like everything, but nothing is good. We're not going to compare any coach to Kenny Payne in the future. Eight and 16? Eight and 16. How'd we ever win eight? It's a miracle. It's a miracle. <laughs> That's what we have. <laughs> That's what we have. Oh, boy. All right. Well, in the meantime, one of the reasons, you know, this year, one of the things that's going on has been injuries. And uh, Jimmy Dorman over at Ellison Bodenhausen, we wanted to get you. We should have got you on a couple weeks ago when we found out Sky Clark has a broken rib and is, like, playing through it. And how the hell does that happen? So, uh, Jimmy, welcome in. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Well, how does one play with a broken rib? Because that, that's not something that, like, that's probably not a lot of physical therapy exercises for no. a broken rib, I wouldn't imagine. Not a lot of exercises for the broken rib, unfortunately. The, you just have to work on the muscles in between the rib to make sure that the tension isn't pulling on as much as it's gonna. And like everything you do involves breathing, so therefore you're gonna have pain. Yes. You're just trying to control the pain to allow the athlete to play as well as they can play. Yeah. So I would, you know, I theorize, but I have absolutely no idea. There's got to be different levels of. A rib being bro- broken, where you were some, some you could play through, some absolutely no chance. Is that the case? I mean, tell me what the differences are with 
maybe which rib yeah. it is, how, how you know, much painful it is, that sort of thing. Looking at different rib injuries that can go everywhere from an inflammation to a true fracture to multiple fractures. If you have multiple fractures, obviously you're not playing through that. But if you have mm-hmm. inflammation called costochondritis, and sometimes the media will just call that a rib injury, that's something you can play through with anti-inflammatories. Others where there's partial fracture, or if it's a true fracture that has a jagged edge on it, you're not playing through that because that could end up penetrating and puncturing a lung and having a, a pneumothorax. So you're not going to play through that. But if you have a slight stress fracture we'll call it through or a compression fracture where it's not through the bone and there's no jagged edges you can potentially play through that with medication and pain control so yeah what, what do you what kind of advice do you give somebody with a, i mean with a broken rib it's like yeah i'm going to give it a go i mean my gosh you, i would imagine you're in danger of really hurting yourself yeah i mean uh, my career i've had athletes try to do it and we've put some padding on it we've put some ace wraps around it to try to keep it as tight as possible against them but that restricts their breathing so they're uncomfortable with that so sometimes they don't want to play through that we've done topical medications so like those rubs biofreeze anything to kind of just trick the body and then the doctors take over from there as the final say of can they go or can they not uh, Jimmy Dorn with us from Ellison Bodenhausen. You know, I'm up there last night in Indianapolis, and I'm seeing you know the NFL Combine's up there. And I don't know, is there anything that is a good indicator of, of future injuries? I mean, I'm sure that you know it's obviously one of the things these NFL teams are trying to figure out is not only the current health but the potential for injury. Is there any indicator at all of somebody who might be you know on the verge of something or be prone to something? So the biggest predictor of future injury is previous injury. So that's why when they get to the combine, and I've been there before, these teams look at everything. You are seen from head to toe and everything that you may have had in your past. Like we had one player, he fell out of a tree when he was four years old. He hurt his knee at that point, never hurt his knee throughout the rest of his career, but we found a torn ACL at that point. So he had become a coper, which was able to play his career without an ACL uh, just because he developed it from the time he was four. But mm-hmm. you stub a finger, you do anything, they're getting x-rays, MRIs, blood tests, heart exams. Like They will know everything about these players once they leave the combine next week. What did you do at the combine? I'm curious. Well, I was an intern with a couple NFL teams before I started in That's the cool. Division One ranks. So I've got to see it firsthand from kind of 2003 on of how this process goes through. What, so what intrigued you? What do you remember about it? Because I think, I think it's fascinating what these the teams do. But what, what intrigued you? I mean, I just thought it was like how the process went. Like we had rental MRI trucks from all over the country coming into Indianapolis. And like you could have a player at 12 midnight that needs an MRI because they're looking to see what's going on with it for the team doctor meeting the next day. Like they literally will uncover everything wow. these players have ever had with them in their entire life, from a finger fracture to migraines to cardiac issues that have never been seen before. They will find it, and the Indianapolis community, the medical community, does a great job in supporting everything these teams need. That convention center is a machine this week. Yeah, it's it, it's amazing because yeah, you hear stories about it, and it's just just unbelievable. And then, of course, they come up with what was it? Teddy's knees were too small, or something. They were measuring. Yeah, it was, I think it was Teddy's too, knee. Too when his tiny, knees tiny, or is it well, skinny well, legs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it was his knees, and then it was like hands, and it's like. What are we doing here? I mean, I don't even know. So, uh, but if if, uh, if anybody's got an injury, they can come uh, see you, right? Tell pe- people if they, uh, you know, go out and get the weekend warrior injury, what to do. 
Yeah, they can either call us and make an appointment or for the same day, or we have our Monday walk-in clinics at three convenient locations in St. Matthews, the Dixie Highway, and the Old Henry Road office. Uh, we're happy to get you in and get you seen by some of our top physicians, and if you need rehab, we're happy to take care of you that as well, too, to get you back to doing what you love to do and not being sitting at home yeah. doing pain management. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, cured my plantar fasciitis. That golf ball, man. That's amazing stuff. So, uh, appreciate it, Jimmy. We'll talk uh, talk soon. There you go, Jimmy Dorneman, Ellison Bidenhausen, where I go for injuries, and we're over here. Uh, Maven and Rumble, which will be here at Buffalo Wild Wings up next, and we'll have some uh, $10 gift cards to give away to Beautiful. 15 people that stop on by.